Welcome to the Healthcare IT Today interview series. We feel lucky to be able to talk to so many smart, passionate, and knowledgeable people in healthcare. Now, we're taking our favorite interviews and sharing them with you. So sit back, relax, and enjoy perspectives on the world of health IT. Hi, and welcome to Healthcare IT Today, where we explore the latest healthcare technology trends and discover valuable insights in health IT. I'm Colin Hung, and today we're going to be talking about a very interesting topic, revenue cycle. In the past three years, there has been an increase in the adoption of technology to support the management of revenue cycle processes in healthcare. Providers are leveraging technology to help improve processes, maximize staff efficiencies, and scale their organizations. Joining me today is a group of experts who will be sharing their insights with us on the before and after effects of technology adoption on the revenue process. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the program. Jess, if you could maybe introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about the company you represent. Sure. Thanks, Colin. I'm Jess Stover. I'm a VP, senior VP and principal at Symmetry. Um, Symmetry is a full suite of consulting and tech-enabled outsourcing services. Um, I oversee our revenue cycle management outsourcing team. Great. And Derek? Hi, I'm Derek Shaw. I'm the president of Invicta Health Solutions. Invicta is a fun shop. Uh, it is a full-service revenue cycle company. So much like what Jess was mentioning, you know, we cover everything from patient uh, Medicaid enrollment all the way through the revenue cycle and recovery process. Uh, but we are also a technology development company, which is why I'm so excited to be talking to everybody today. Uh, you know, developing on the IT front, especially in RCM, is, is a lot of fun right now. So, you know, Derek, I have to say, not a lot of people use those two words in a sentence, fun and revenue cycle. Isn't that a shame? Those... Isn't it a shame, Kyle? <laughs> but I have to say, for all of us in healthcare and who uh, live in this space or, or touch this space, it is actually a lot of fun. There's a lot of interesting things happening in this world. It is. So let's dive in and with the both of you and kind of explore that. Uh, right off the bat, let me ask you, Jess, uh, why, is it, um, why is improving revenue cycle so important right now for you and your clients? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's always about cash, right? And, you know, improving cash, improving bottom line is, is optimal. Um, we want to be able to be in a position where our clients are succeeding, they're out and doing what they do best, which is um, seeing patients and, and providing the best optimal quality of care. Um, and that, and our team then kind of falls in the backside. You know, we become an extension of our clients and whether it's, you know, in back office functions such as revenue cycle um, or, or even upfront in the revenue cycle from intake referral management. And so I would say cash is, I like to say cash is queen. I know there's an expression out there that cash is king. So, you know, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna change that up today and say cash is clean, but you know, really ultimately that's the goal, right? It, it's let's get that cash in so that our, our clients can continue to provide optimal care. And Derek, what's your thought on the importance of revenue cycle right now? No, there's, there's no question that Jess is spot on. Um, you know, cash is, is queen. I love that. The queen is the most flexible and dangerous, you know, object on a chessboard. So. I fully understand. I love that. Um, you know, for, for me, Colin, I've been in the industry for 20 plus years. Uh, you know, when I started, I had a lot more hair. I was six foot four, now I'm five nine. 
but um, you know, my goal and Invicta's goal is to make life easier. Uh, hopefully, I can save some people some hair in their futures as as uh, help you know RCM executives. But um, you know, when we're looking at at revenue cycle, we're looking at it, of course, from a cash and a KPI perspective. But we're also trying to look at it with fresh eyes at Invicta. You know, where is employee engagement today in the RCM world? Where is um, you know, hospital pain points in the RCM world. And that all flows down to cash, but sometimes you have to get to the root of the problem. Like what is it that's happening and how can we help? So um, yeah, there's, there's a Rubik's cube at every hospital that, um, that needs, to be, needs to be corrected. So we're always fun to, to get engaged with our clients at a, at a grassroots level. And, and the revenue cycle process is quite complex, right? I mean, there's all these uh, uh, rules, guidelines, but also with the increasing of patient pay, that has really added a new wrinkle to, to what was already a complex process. Is that right, Jess? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I, you know, it's it's ever changing, and I, and we kind of joke around at Symmetry that you know that's that's the main reason why we're in business and we continue to stay in business is you know we we have the knowledge, the expertise, and you have to constantly continue to adapt. And, you know, I know that, you know, we, we want to be able to, you know, see the payment <coughs> reimbursement changes and regula regulation changes and stay ahead of that and figure out for our clients, what does this mean? And in some instances, it means, you know, better outcomes, you know, keep doing what you're doing. But in most situations, it's something needs to change, you know, process needs to change. And, you know, and, it, and it's coupled with technology, too. You know, there, there has to be a play of technology in order to stay ahead of the curve and, you know, interpret those regulations and be able to utilize that to your to your best interest, to your operation. What do you have to say, Derek? Do you think it's uh, gotten more complex? Am I right about that, or is it gotten easier? <laughs> well, considering I started with a with a steno pad and a, a number two pencil, yeah, it's definitely gotten <laughs> more complex in this world. Um, but you know, to that end, just think about it. You know, 20 years ago, I remember a world prior to HIPAA. You know, I remember uh, things being very manual and in, in processes. And now, look at us. You know, we're we have RPA in full form. We have um, you know, 837s, 835s, electronic transmissions, communication between payers and hospitals. It is anybody who says this industry isn't fun, I can tell you doesn't have an IT background because we are crossing through a barrier in healthcare that has been uh, a long time in the coming. And so it's, it is a lot of fun to, to be at the forefront of that, but it is more fun to assist clients and hospitals who, to Jess's point, change is a tough word historically and so to be a a a proponent and you know a champion of change is is um you know it's a pleasure and an honor right now so derek since you brought it up uh, you brought up the word technology um you know and that is obviously a key part nowadays of of the revenue cycle process can you maybe share with us some of the ways in which you have helped your clients improve RCM, uh, including, you know, technologies that you've had to adopt or build and any process changes that you've had to make? Sure. So, you know, at Invicta, like I said, we're, we're a full service organization, but uh, specifically zooming in on the tech side, you know, when I originally began in the industry, if you wanted a, a claim status from Blue Cross, 
you need to buckle yourself up, sit down at a telephone, and you're going to wait 20 minutes on hold. Thank you for laughing, Jess. It sounds like you've been at that, that desk too. Um, you know, for Invicta, we are dedicated to automating all of those processes. So whether it's real-time claim statusing available for over a thousand payers nationwide, um, eligibility and benefits checks, you know, taking that basic blocking and tackling of the revenue cycle process and automating it, coupling it with our RPA technology, you know, that's really where opportunities begin to shine and you get to see some real differences in your frontline staff's demeanor. Um, you know, the other area, Colin, that, that I wanted to mention when it comes to IT, because I feel like IT people in healthcare miss this part. IT is pivotal for operators. There seems to be this gap between, well, there's the IT team and the operations team, and they're constantly banging heads. Thanks for laughing. Uh, but you know, a big part of what makes Invicta Invicta is our crew. Mm. I have an amazing crew, an amazing staff. Invicta is blessed with the people who work here. But we also work really hard every day internally on a comprehensive gamification platform that tracks everything our team does, rewards them, gives them titles, gives them, you know, right now we're working on, you know, some fun stuff that I'll mention later in the interview. But um, you know, I would love to, to let you guys know where we're headed with this, but gamification, employee engagement, especially after COVID, there's, there's nothing more important to us right now than keeping an engaged and excited staff in RCM. And, and Jess, what about you? Uh, what are some yeah. of the ways you have um, improved or helped your clients improve that RCM process? Yeah, well, well, very much, you know, I, I agree with what Derek's sentiments are, especially in the position of making sure that IT and technology is interwoven, you know, kind of lockstep with RCM. And that that's very much the case at Symmetry. Our, I, I feel like we have our IT team pretty much in lockdown mode. <laughs> you know, we don't like to share them with other solutions. Um, no, I'm kidding. But no, it, it, it needs to be that way and set up that way because we, we have a roadmap that is aggressive and I, it's absolutely obtainable because and only because of technology. Um, we have developed automation and have worked with team members and, and other vendors to create automation and these scripts with the use of, of robots and AI that allows our team, you know, to kind of remove that more of the transactional nature of the work, you know, hitting the button to bill, does that have to be a person or can that be a robot? You know, and, and if, it's, if it's repeatable and what we found is any repeatable process can be automated. And so I think that is our biggest opportunity at Symmetry to continue to work through all these automations and, you know, take, take these mundane tasks, if you will, out of the hands of our team members and make them more strategic. You know, there's always going to be, you know, and I laugh when Derek said about, you know, picking up the phone and, and calling Blue Cross because, yeah, that's a real thing. Even in today's world, you know, it, it's not 20 years ago, like when we were doing it, it it's still a thing. <laughs> and there's, there's so many opportunities to, you know, partner with, all different aspects of, you know, whether it be the, the clients or 
clearing houses, the EMR technology, and the workflows that are available there. Um, you know, some portal web portals are better than others, but trying to leverage some of those key pieces before you do have to pick up the phone. There's always going to be, there's always going to be a need for people in this industry. There has to be. But if you can leverage technology to make their jobs more efficient and effective, then that's the golden ticket. And that's exactly what we're doing at Symmetry. You know, every single day we have a really, really complex growth plan for that. But, you know, I think with technology, we can absolutely get there. You know, I love what Jess mentioned about keystrokes, you know, and, and button mashing. Uh, one of my favorite things to tell new hires at Invicta is where you came from, they may have been measuring in FTEs. They yes. might have been measuring in hours uh, when it comes to efficiency. We measure in keystrokes. So if you're not used to that, buckle up because you're going to get used to it pretty quickly. So it's a, it's a fun place, Jess. You're right. Efficiency is, is so very important. Well, I like how you mentioned how both of you have mentioned, you know, that technology is is helping to enable um, uh, staff now. Uh, I think maybe before the pandemic, some of these technologies, like you mentioned, like AI, was seen as the enemy. Um, you know, it's potentially taking away my job. Uh, but given what's happened uh, since the start of COVID and uh, the the staffing crisis that we find ourselves in in healthcare, uh, anything we can do to reduce the burden uh, on the people we have, because we're probably down a few people <laughs> and they're probably doing the work of four, like a team of two is doing the work of four. So anything we can do to eliminate some of these uh, parts of their job so they can focus on other things is probably going to be pretty welcomed at this point. So very true. Yeah, it is. And I think it's worth just noting too, you know, that, that the fear of losing your job, you know, it, it's important to make the distinction and, and good communication at the leadership level. And I'm sure that Derek's seeing this too, of you have to still promote the people. The people, we, we can't afford to lose our people. We, you know, it sounds like Invicta, you have great staff, which you absolutely need, we're in the exact same boat at Symmetry. My team is fantastic. And, you know, we, there is a place and a space for people and technology to work together to advance this. And, and I don't see how, how we would do without one or the other. So I, I think it's really, really important uh, comment to make as well. So let me ask you, Derek, um, what has been some of the impact of these changes and improvements that you've made to the revenue cycle process? Well, I know, you know, from a, an RPA and, and the solutions I was mentioning earlier, you know, obviously it goes directly to our clients, top line and bottom line. Uh, you know, so we are constantly, just like Jess was mentioning before, you know, we're constantly focused in on the KPIs that matter to our clients. Uh, it, when it comes to internal, keeping employees engaged, sharing that information with our clients to help them keep their employees engaged. You cannot measure the benefits of having engaged employees at this point in time, especially again, in my opinion, uh, for, uh, being post COVID, you have a lot of members of teams, both at the hospital level and at the vendor level who are not used to working from home. They're used to working in an office space and having that cultural connection to the people around them. And that is an, a responsibility. And the onus is on executives to make sure that that culture, with the help of, in, with I, with the help of IT and infrastructure, 
that culture needs to spread to everyone, regardless of if they're sitting at home with their dog barking behind them when they're on a meeting with a client or they're sitting in you know, one of our offices or in one of our hospitals. That culture needs to permeate throughout and you cannot do that without the help of IT and a full buy-in from both the executive level and the frontline level. So those are the major changes. You know, we're always focused on our clients' KPIs, but to be able to do that and raise the tide with a staff that's having fun doing what they do every day, I can't ask for more than that. Jess, what about you? What have been some of the, the impacts or the benefits of some of the changes and improvements that you've been making? Yeah, I, mean, I think it, it definitely goes to what Derek was saying about you can't measure the employee's engagement. Um, but I, I think it goes beyond it too. And I think some of the impacts we've seen is just the improvement with our customer experience and, you know, taking it out of our, our clients' hands to say, you know, we, we've got this, we, we can handle this, we've got the infrastructure in place. Um, a lot of times our, our clients say, you know, we had a really awesome filler, you know, he or she's been with us for 20 plus years in the seat and oh my gosh, they're looking to retire. And we've had that a lot. <laughs> and so, you know, it's, it's working on a transition plan, making our clients feel really comfortable with what that process looks like and almost adopting what, you know, again, we're the extension of our clients in that billing and, and collections function. And so it's really just honoring what their mission is, what their processes are um, and operations are, and, and really just working to improve those collections. We've seen a drop in, in DSOs for our clients. We have seen you know, improvements with our, our basic RCM KPIs, you know, drawing down and decreasing that AR over 90 days is huge. Um, a lot of times, you know, we'll inherit a huge receivable, you know, and, and we'll work to find pockets of collectability and, and try to really, you know, tap into that technology and say, okay, let's, let's do that, you know, to Derek's point, let's do that automated claim statusing and really just utilize our team to work on payer projects, you know, and with the insurance companies and, and develop those relationships that are, that are needed from a human aspect and then remove the rest of these, these transactional tasks that we can get the robots to do. So I, I think it's, it's employee engagement and, and getting our team to really be more strategic and you know, coupled with the fact that our, our clients are seeing those results and benefiting from that as well. If we get together or when we get together a year from now and, and talk about, uh, you know, RCM, what are some of the things that we'll be chatting about? What are, what are some of the improvements or some of the technologies that, that you see will be top of mind come 12 months? Um, Derek, we'll start with you. Sure. So you know, where is RCM headed? My answer to that is twofold. Um, the most important is big data. So data has been compiling for years and sitting cold and dark for all of that time. No one has been able to tap it. No one has had the computing power to tap it. Again, this is an exciting time, Colin. 
Anybody that tells you otherwise isn't at the edge. There is so much data at our disposal. There's so many transactions, uh, you know, CPT data, billing-based data, patient-based data, demographic-based data. I mean, just look at COVID. Wouldn't you have known, wouldn't you have loved to see a data-oriented response rate for who's admitting to an, a, to an, a, a, uh, an ED in a geographic area with COVID symptoms? You know, it took us way too long to get to that point. That should have been at our fingertips. So I know from Invicta's standpoint, a year from now, you know, we are currently gathering data, um, data on hundreds of millions of patients. And we are working with our team to uh, put together, you know, a crack data scientist and analytics department. That's where our organization is headed. Um, so that we can assist hospitals in not what's happening yesterday or what's happening today, but where are we going tomorrow? And are you, are you armed with what you need to survive in that world? And Jess, what about you? What will, be, what will we be talking about in 12 months? Oh, no. I mean, Derek is absolutely spot on with that. Big data is, is the key piece to that. And, uh, you know, COVID definitely... Uh, while it didn't serve us in a lot of ways, it definitely helps to expedite that key component and getting that in our fingertips and having those discussions um, that, that we just so need to have. Um, I would say the, the only other thing I would add on top of that is communication. And what I mean by that is I, I still feel as though um, technology platforms have an opportunity to connect a little bit more and, and to communicate more. And you're seeing more and more of this um, specifically within the EHR side, but I think there's opportunity to, uh, you know, have those push-pull type of, you know, feeds happening more and more and see more partnerships forming, you know, whether it be with clearinghouses and, and EMRs or, or really any, you know, line of technology, how can they integrate more and more and communicate and take it out of, you know, being able to pick up the phone and say, okay, you know, this is what I see on my side. What do you see on your side? And just kind of removing more and more of that dialogue so that it's just automated and just in the system. If, if something happens with the patient and it's in one system, it automatically flows to so many others. Now, Derek, I can't leave this interview without asking you to go back to something you said earlier. <laughs> Tell us about this sort of fun stuff that you were, are doing in your organization in terms of this gamification. Inquiring minds want to know. <laughs> no, I got you, Kong. <laughs> uh, so, you know, the gamification platform, I will tell you full disclosure, I am, I am a nerd. Um, you know, I'm an old school Dungeons and Dragons guy. So if you're not gathering experience points, if you're not, um, you know, achieving levels and, and getting... Uh, tokens and whatnot, then you're you're not having fun. And there's no reason why you can't bring an orientation like that, a gamification platform like that uh, into the workplace. So yes, everything that happens at Invicta, everything that our staff does for our clients, uh, everything's codified and weighted. And our staff acquires experience points uh, throughout the life of their time with us here at Invicta. And so, you know, you ask me, what are you going to see a year from now? A year from now, I'm hoping I'm going to be telling you about our, um, our non-monetary reward system. So we will build what amounts to, uh, you know, silver pieces, gold pieces, and um, ways for people to, if there's a project that needs to be done, we'll call that a treasure chest. And when you finish the project, you'll get non-monetary rewards internally that you can use for PTO, for shirts, for hats. 
So there's nothing, I say all of this because I know there's a lot of IT folks watching and keep in mind, operations needs you. They need your ideas. They need your creativity. They are in the weeds. So pull them out of the weeds every now and again and have some fun. There's nothing wrong with it. You can have fun and do this job at the same time. I, I promise. If I couldn't, I'd be retired right now. Well, Derek, I think uh, you'll have to show us a year from now the pendant you make out of a D20 or maybe a D4, I will. right? And I'll, I'll send you a D20 with, with an Invicta <laughs> shield on it. No question, Colin. <laughs> that, would be, that would be just appropriate given that you're collecting XP points. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, thank you. I want to thank both, uh, both of you for sitting down with us today. You've shared a tremendous amount of great insights and information. Uh, thank you so much for talking to us about Revenue Cycle. No, it was a pleasure. It was a pleasure talking with you too, Jess. Yeah, likewise, Derek. It's been great. Hey, if you enjoyed this interview as much as I did, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give us a review on iTunes, YouTube, or wherever you're listening and watching. Also, head on over to healthcareittoday.com to access our free resources, industry news, and insightful articles. You can also connect with us on Twitter using the hashtag HITSM. I'm Colin Hung. Thanks for being here.